0: Listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: Well, nigga, you softer than some silicone, used to pump up tits. It's that nigga within the dungeon with them playeristic hits. I'm quick to stop a sucker, sucker flow like menopause. It's, it's the original ghetto bastard. They're missing word like menopause okay. and tits. It's, oh, original, oh. it's the original ghetto bastards, so and now i make the switch. I used to sell dope back in 1994. I'm making, Cadillac, I'm making Southern playeristic Cadillac kind of like music. But see, these voices in my skull—they got me reminiscing about the days back when me Mammy had to work in kitchens. She had me making better grades to make a better life, but I never had no love or respect. Cause we gonna be all right. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod, and Karen. Feedback time, Saturday.
2: Yes, it is. Uh,
1: basically, you go to blackouttest There's a bunch of ways to leave feedback there. I suggest you all do it. Don't be an asshole. And, uh, people will love you for it, and then we'll read it on the show, and, uh, we will. it's a pretty fairly easy way to, uh, get all of your, uh, you know, all of your needs met, uh, get to hear our opinion on what you have to say about things. Uh-huh. Um, um, you can find us at theblackouttips.com. Obviously, iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, The Blackout Tips. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We read those too on Feedback Day. Uh, we also give a shout out to the people who go to com. look in the right hand corner and donate to the show. You can become a one-time donator or a recurring donator. We don't care. We mm. will give you a shout out. We will. Doesn't even matter the amount. Mm-hmm. Case in point. Mm-hmm. Momani Jones. Uh, we give him a shout out, uh, recurring donator. Um, Thank you. Uh, uh, M. Stevens. Thank you for the shout, for the, uh, recurring donations. We appreciate you so much. Candy uh, gave us a, a one-time donation. Thank you very much, Candy. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, Maurice Novembre, he hit us up with a recurring donation. Uh, Brina H., I believe she's a new recurring donator. Thanks, Brina.
2: Thank you. Corey
1: Tickle he hit us with a recurring donation. Thank you so much. Conrad L, the first time uh, donated to the show, recurrent first time donator. Mm-hmm. Uh Lucy A, I think Lucy might also be a first time donator. Yeah,
2: it's the first time I've heard that name.
1: Thank you so much, Lucy. Do not move the ball when I go to kick it. All I right. Say
2: something yes, from Charlie
1: Brown. You no, know, gonna charge me a nickel for psychiatric advice. I don't know. Oh race is cheap. Raise your prices, honey. But <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, for the shout outs, I think, uh, this might be a quicker feedback show. We didn't get a ton of feedback this time, but, uh, sometimes it's what makes it great. Um, we got five star reviews though. I know that much. Um, we got one on, we got two on iTunes and two on Stitcher. Um, By the way, if you're not in the U.S., let us know if you leave a five star review on iTunes and you're not from the United States and by which I mean America. Or else it will not tell us that you love us a five-star review. And we do want to read your reviews on the show. Yes,
2: and this does include Canada and Mexico, even though y'all are the front and the back of us.
1: Awesome five stars from London Fabulous. Hi, Rod and Karen. I just recently discovered this podcast. I'm so happy that I did. I try to wait so that I can binge during slow weekends at work. Filing goes by so much faster. Time flies when you're having fun, right? You guys are awesome together, and I love listening to you, too. She has some emoticons in here Which I can't read on my computer But uh, I'm, I'll check it out later on my iPhone Just to see how uh, what she said uh, Murph1034 says Great podcast, five stars A funny and interesting podcast That I listen to all the time Murder I don't know if that is an instruction ah! If that is just how he That is how he signs his name I'm,
2: But we we thank you uh, Mr. Murder Hopefully don't be murdering nobody Yeah, don't
1: kill anybody on our behalf Murph Mmm uh, also on Stitcher we got a couple five star reviews Which we promised to read on the show Keith H says 659 feeling like damn Couldn't hold the laughter in No longer in my corporate environment Karen your snickering about the 911 call Over the cat with a violent history Was contagious Causing me to snicker at my desk Then Rod called the cat Liam Neeson I laughed so hard I burned the back of my throat While drinking my morning coffee I'm sorry to cause anyone personal injury Do not sue us uh but uh um i appreciate you enjoying
2: eating exercise at your own risk while listening to us
1: <laughs> yeah that cat was uh pretty it pretty was the
2: boss yeah
1: um but he's in counseling now hopefully that cat's getting <laughs> help okay
2: yes yeah, he's getting on some drugs going through therapy he's
1: talking to the cat whisperer so he'll mm-hmm. be all right luther leads a five-star review that says all episode awesome 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 you guys cracked me up and have gave me the courage to pursue my own dreams thank you
2: Oh, you welcome cool
1: i hope you got some cool dreams uh you didn't say what your dreams were so if your dreams are like hurting people kidnap anything like that, that leave we, us out of it mm-hmm. but if it's something good we're we're here to we'll support you um we also had comments uh on the website on different episodes mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that so uh, i guess let's get to that first um episode 661 cut the cheese uh was a feedback show um where uh, we talked about, you know, white people and their, their penchant for love and cheese. Ah. And, uh, you know, how much truth there is to that. Um, we had some comments. Let's check that out. Wakanda's Fonda says, I wasn't actually depressed. I just worked 40 hours a week, dog. Besides, if I really was depressed, I sure as hell wouldn't leave you a voicemail. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'll go cry on my own podcast. So I guess that's Howard talking about something. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. The cheese discussion was hysterical and that is so me. Seriously, I'm obsessed, says Tanya W. Uh, And uh, you know what, Tanya? I appreciate a white lady who will admit to loving cheese. Too many white people write us like, uh, you know, it's a stereotype, guys. Not every white person loves cheese. And then black people write us, hey, I love cheese and I'm not white. Listen, guys, listen. It's a stereotype that we're trying to spread Mm -hmm. to balance the stereotype spread against black people. Yes, And it's only going to work If everybody buys in. So I need you guys, even if you don't love cheese and you're white, you need Ah. to at least act like it. If you love cheese and you're black, shut the fuck up. Don't bring it up.
2: You don't count.
1: White people love fried chicken. Everybody loves fried chicken. Yes, they do. But when you talk about stereotypes, who gets stuck with fried chicken?
2: We do. And watermelon.
1: Exactly. Come on, guys. Help us out. We're just trying to balance out the world. Cratticus says, oh, shit, they're on to us. Hide the secret cheese supply. Ah. To which Tanya said, LOL. She thought that was funny. Um, Tanya also said, Oh my, I just realized this song has both sore ratchetness and cheese in the chorus. Uh apparently this is T Bird and the Brakes Get My Boogie On. Um I've never heard this song before. Me
2: either. This should be interesting. Um,
1: so I guess Karen will play it. Let me play this and see what it says. David. Uh, That's cheese propaganda (laughs) right there, man. Um, We also uh, had a poll for the episode uh, because we were talking about the Duke porn star because everybody else is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was thinking like to myself, I don't know that it's the responsibility of the porn consumer to keep the secret identity of a porn star anyway. Like just the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, I don't know that that guy telling people that she's a porn star is necessarily a bad person. Like you No, know, I mean because it's public
2: knowledge. You're yeah. signing contracts, you have information out there, you're you're not trying to hide, like somebody would have found you out anyway.
1: I just don't believe there's a secret agreement between the consumer and the porn star to keep your secret identity. I also don't think it's his fault that other people started doing foul shit because they knew her identity that's really not his fault like
2: that's i can't control if
1: people are going to go around calling you all kinds of names ridiculing you and shit if i don't participate in it now if he participated in that that's the issue then obviously that would be the problem but so far nobody has proven that he has and people keep like saying his name and you're you should be ashamed of yourself and it's like why he obviously didn't think it was that big a deal other than to be like wow that's cool we go to school with a porn star you know, I don't know. It just seemed weird. So the poll was, if you recognized a porn star in public, would you tell anyone? Yes, I'd probably put, tell. No, I keep their secret. Are the are the results? Yes, I'd probably tell. 41% of people said, yeah, I'd probably tell somebody. 59% of people said, no, I keep their secret. And I realize now I should have made a third option, which is I wouldn't tell because I'm ashamed to admit I was watching porn, which yeah, cause probably is a lot of people who said, I keep their secret. It's probably a lot of them who are like, oh, well, it would expose me as a porn watcher.
2: Yes, I'm not trying to tell nobody. Shh.
1: Uh, we got comments. She points says, no, unless it's one of my sisters, mainly because I would have to share my traumatization with someone else. LOL. But yeah, yeah, I think that's true. A lot of people are like that. Um Joe Spacey says, I wouldn't tell on her, but I would want to tell somebody that I saw somebody I recognized. Hopefully the person I told would not get her in trouble as I'm only telling somebody who I would want knowing to watch Out Knowing that I watch porn in the first place says I don't need a lot of how do you know that questioning? Yeah, see, Mm -hmm. I should have made that another option, man. I see now. Craddock says, I don't feel like I have a responsibility to protect the anonymity of porn performers. You're giving up the right to some of that when you decide to appear on a website and just like with anything else, the Internet is forever. But I also don't think about that doing porn should be some kind of scarlet letter that disqualifies someone from all non-porn walks of life. I Ain't that the truth? Because that is some bullshit. I said yes in the poll, but I like to think that it'd be more of that. Like I'd play it cool when I got home. I'd tell my friends I saw a porn star at Walgreens or whatever, instead of following her around that Walgreens pointing and shouting "unclean" <laughs> or some other crazy thing. Also, I know it's a losing battle, but people are throwing around the word "star." Really loosely in this whole story Not everyone in porn is a star Let's be real Yeah, that's, that's true too Um Honestly, she may have ascended To the level of porn star Quote, unquote Because of this whole thing
2: Yeah, because before this yeah, She nobody was, just was another chick making yeah, porn Yeah,
1: nobody was going Bell
2: knocks, goddamn. Yeah, man. it's hundreds and thousands of women That make porn That I never would never become porn stars
1: Yeah Chuck Spears says I bumped into Beauty Dior in Midtown one time I told her in a not so creepy way I'm a big fan I was walking with a friend. He just saw that she was fine. I had to explain to him that why I was a fan. I didn't shout it to from the mountaintops, but I did tell the person I was hanging out with. And now I'm telling the entire blackout to his nation. Uh, yeah, man, if I seen Beauty DLR, I'd probably be like, God damn, cause she got ass. Ah! A whole lot of junk in that trunk. If you know what I'm saying, apparently so a lot of juice in that caboose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You got episode 662, Spades, with uh, Elon James White, who Mm -hmm. came on the show. Um, A lot of people enjoyed that episode. Man who has been known to uh, tip out on his wife uh, as a bisexual (laughs) and, uh, you know, being in the homo demon community. Yes. Good of him to come on to talk Spades, man. One of my uh, favorite, best times to have on the episode. Um, Yes. Tanya W says, Damn, Manning is crazy. A little freaked out that I live pretty close to his, his so called church. And I don't know why he has such hatred for Obama. Having said that, I think Elon is the coolest for busting on Manning and getting a response video. But just for some comic relief, here's a short remix of one of Manning's b- rants on SoundCloud. I haven't heard this.
0: Now get out there and whoop Obama's behind! Whoopin' 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 the Constitution! Oh my!
2: Well, I was having a good time
3: with this, was
1: What? <laughs> the internet has too much time on its hands. Yes, it does. Uh, Tanya W also said, Can't help myself. This is a couple years old, but it's so hysterical. I have to share this ridiculous Manning rat. Willard. Now, this is five minutes, 28 seconds. We'll see how long I can get through this.
0: So, we got people like Newt Gingrich, and I have got some inside information about Newt Gingrich. And I have a strange suspicion the reason why Newt is so erratic um, and unpredictable uh Is that I, I believe that Newt Gingrich's father was a liberal, educated black man. I do. I <laughs> you know because he was raised by a stepfather. And I'm going to get to that in just a moment. I believe that Newt Gingrich's uh, real father was a liberal but educated black man because Newt every Everybody's seen
1: Newt Gingrich, right? I hope so. I mean, I, l- listen, if you're sitting and at you your desk, you go find out who his
2: daddy is. You're sitting at your
1: desk listening to the show, like Google Newt Gingrich real quick and just look at images before I hit play on this again. I'll give you a couple seconds, but, um, that man is like, w- Like, if there was a dictionary that had pictures of whitest man. Oh, he
0: qualified. He's in
2: there. okay, He's right beside it.
0: Yeah. Real name is Newton Leroy McPherson. That's when he was born. He was born Newton (laughs) Leroy McPherson. Now, listen, nobody on the planet names their children Leroy except black people.
2: Right now, not Leroy. <laughs> I feel bad for all the Leroy's that were born black. Um, uh, my condolences to you because you got a new person in your party,
0: Leroy's out there in the world. <laughs> just like nobody on the planet names their sons Hector except Hispanic people. You, you oh, nobody, you just don't. You, if 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 your name is Hector, everybody know somewhere down the line you you Hispanic homie. But if. If we, do we have that hey Leroy? Do we have the if nobody on nobody on the planet except black people name their children Leroy. Now Newton's that's why I call him and that's why he's so erratic and unpredictable. Newt, I suspect, has a black liberal father. Newton, Leroy McPherson is like that how he was. How he was born. Hey Leroy, what? <laughs> Your mama? She's calling you, man. All right. Okay. 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 All right. So, there you have it. Now, but that ain't all. That. Oh, it ain't.
1: It really is like he <laughs> is freestyling his information. Like none of this seems prepared or scripted. It just feels like. Someone just says, can you riff for five minutes on the name Luke Newton, Leroy
0: McPherson? Go.
2: It, it's, and it's hot. Well, it's Michael's hot? They just turned the light and said, go?
0: Yeah. These candidates, because I, I want to... Mitt Romney? His name is Willard. Willard! I think that he's probably the son of a psycho. And <gasps> that's why...
1: He can tell because the name is Willard. I'm assuming it's because the kid in Ben, the movie about the rats, his name was Willard, and he had rats, and the rats, and he was psycho. That's my
0: guess. He acts the way he acts. So if you vote for, and I believe that, I believe that Willard has some black blood in him too. If you, if you, if you watch Mitt Romney, his name is Willard Mitt Romney, and, and, if,
1: by the way, the saddest part about this, the camera just zoomed out, which means someone's working the camera.
0: Yes, it is. And Another person. Is yeah. Wow. Of course, his father. I, somewhere down the line. I think that the Romney's wives got in bed with the sleeping car porters on them long train trips from Michigan to Chicago of Chicago to Boston. Remember the A. Philip Randolph group and all the, sh- the sleeping car porters when the aviation uh, age took over, and these politicians and wealthy people's wives used to take these long train rides from Chicago to L. A. And these sleeping car porters didn't have anything to do. The women were bored. It was a four-day train ride, and 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 Leroy, the black, you know, the black sleeping car porter, Leroy and Willard. They were there serving coffee and tea with their white jackets and their black pants on. And, and Mrs. R- but Willard a,
1: is not a black name.
0: He's telling a bedtime story.
1: How many black Willards are there? Like, how did a Willard, lot. I get Leroy. But Willard, Willard, really, there's a lot of black Willards. Uh, no. Leroy and Willard, that, that's, that's, a, that's a now, not nine. Leroy, a yeah,
0: but, but the, no. Romney Uh, and, and Mrs. McPherson. Took him in the, in the.
1: Also, if they were raised by a white person, why would they keep the names?
0: <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Sleeping car. These black men in the sleeping car. And so I'm here to tell you now that if Newt became president, we'd have another half black president. And if Willard became president, we'd have a second, we'd have even a third half black president. And if Willard becomes president and he chooses Newt as his vice, We'll have a first, we'll have a
1: second. Okay, that's all I can take. That's all I can take. I'm done. I'm sorry. (laughs) I would love to make it through that clip. This is too fucking, I don't like this guy, and he's too chaotic. It's fucking my brain up. (laughs) Prince Prince Laurent says, this is the early front runner for episode of the year. I just hope it isn't forgotten like Fruitvale Station. Well, Prince Laurent, you can do something about that. You can go to the Blackout Tips and vote. Place your nomination in the 2014 Tippies. Mm Mm-hmm. Go to the search column and just put 2014 tippies. It's that easy, guys. And, uh, you can go ahead and get your vote in, your nomination in right now rather than wait to see if the episode doesn't get nominated. Then you go, Oh no, it didn't get nominated. Oh, that sucks. That was one of my favorite episodes. You can do it right now. Mm-hmm. So I would do that if I would, if you guys feel very strongly about any episode, I would do that. Have you ever been in a spades, uh, in an altercation because of playing spades is the poll for uh, this episode, um, six sixty-two spades. Um, yes, no, and I don't play spades. I don't play spades. Thirty-two percent says they don't play spades. No, twenty-seven percent of people say no. They have never been an altercation because of spades. So forty-one percent of people say absolutely, which is funny because that's basically about sixty percent of people who play spades in the audience have had an altercation because of playing spades. Yes. Uh, lots of comments. Joe basically says. I must have played Fundamentals of Spades in my past because I knew nothing of anything you all were talking about on Sunday, but I have seen altercations involving relatives, including one po- uncle pull a knife on another one. Yeah, Joe, you're not playing Spades, uh, honestly. Um If you hadn't heard of none of the shit we were talking about, I don't know what you were playing, but it wasn't Spades. No,
2: it wasn't because regardless of where you are, there are just some standard rules that go across the board. They might vary. You might even actually call them different things.
1: Now, your uncle that pulled a knife, they was playing Spades.
2: Whisk.
1: Yeah, they might be playing bit Whisk also. Prince Laurent says, Nigga, I have two stories. The first the first one is of glory. I was in high school and was playing spades with a white dude as my partner. We were playing against two black girls. We, they were beating the holy shit out of us. On the last hand, we went a blind thirteen as a joke. Wow, that's blind Boston. Yes, that is. That's like impossible. We got the cars and they and they went bored. After we had books nine through zero, we went that Boston, and was about, we knew, we knew that Boston was about to get ran. I started singing Mariah Carey's heartbreaker loud as shit. The girls threw their cars down and walked away. From that day, me and that dude have an intrinsic bond that can never be broken. The second story is pure fuckery. I stopped playing Spades for a while. It was, I was like Shepard and above the rim. <laughs> One day, my brother convinced me to play against our crazy-ass uncles. It is important to the story to know that all of my uncles have been to prison. I started the game throwing out the ace and the king of hearts. I then threw out the queen and my brother cut it. My uncle Bone jumped up asking, y'all little niggas think y'all slick, and accused us of signaling each other because my brother wiped his nose after the second hand. Then they told us to leave and that our daddy punk ass probably taught us that bitch shit we were all cool by the end of the night, but I haven't played space since. Yep, there you go.
2: Yeah, a lot of people take that serious. Your eyes blink too hard, hand mm-hmm. gestures, you start coughing. Y'all
1: cross-talking, y'all coughing across the table? Mm-hmm. I like, know, man. I just had to sneeze. Mm-hmm. Why you cut that book
2: then? Because it's, it's people that actually cheat like that, so they just look at everybody.
1: Dostack says, I learned space from my high school wrestling coaches. One of my teammates kept demanding a Chinese cut. My coach flatly told him that he could get a Cleveland shank or a, and to sit, sit his ass down. <laughs> ah, it should be noted that this coach had shanked folks on the team with his keys before, <gasps> so that was more of a promise than a threat in another game. Well, I'm sure he hadn't really killed him though cut him
2: you know Mm-mm. in just, another just, game, just a keyhole punch
1: in another game. I knew a dude that was jacked out of his mind. he could power clean like three sixty five in high school. And, yes, he likely was on PEDs, given he was 5'11", 225. And this little dude, 5'6", about 150, who was dark as night, reneged in the game. Big dude called him out on it. Little dude yelled, call the book. The next day, the little dude's eye was swollen shut, and somehow his face was blacker. Me and my one friend can't play spades with each other anymore because of several games where I'd have hands loaded with spades and face cards cut him because otherwise I'd reneg and then this nigga had the nerve to get mad at me about it. Fuck him. In fact, I'm going to try to get a gang going with me and someone against him and his girlfriend because, well, y'all know how that shit goes. His hot-headedness plus her na- naivety, uh oh, it'll be good
2: yeah it will be and sometimes people don't understand you have to follow suit so sometimes if you cut your partner it ain't always because you're not paying attention it's people that don't pay attention and have cards fell out on the board too
1: um we also have uh more comments uh the tickler says blind five nigga please it was blind seven or better you had to be down to down 150 to do it yeah me too man I'm blind five blind boy who does that you got to don't want blind five, man.
2: You can't go blind board. No I way. wouldn't
1: allow that shit in my fucking game. You gotta go blind seven or something. You're gonna have to risk getting set. Yeah. Ni Lolo says, I knew me and my then new boyfriend would last when he didn't end up end it all after I accidentally reneged the first game of spades we ever played. I remember him asking me if I could play and I took offense. I went on to brag about how we played space regularly in middle and high school. Shout out to PGCPS and naturally continued into college. Our mutual friends, the enemy at the time, called me on cutting hearts early and pulled the book. I felt so bad and knew he knew had he done that might have we might have taken a break for a while. He was almost too understanding. Professor LCA says nearly 70 votes in this poll for real. See, that's exactly why now nah, shaking my head. sir charles says look at the lady who said that they didn't play well play with jokers or anything wow she wasn't playing spades she was playing i declare war (laughs) and miss daddy Ted says i learned to play spades in high school during pe there would be so many games going on in the gym and you think you were at the casino Few play for money and most play for bragging rights. One of my friends let me watch one game and they taught me the fundamentals. A few of the teams bid for books and some just counted up each hand and wrote down the score. On the fight, oh, the fights that ensued at the game of spades, most started with deciding which joker was the big joker, bicycle cars guaranteed versus the... Uh, joker that had the bigger picture mm-hmm. Just goes to show That stating the rules before the game Can save you grief Bid whiz is still is very similar to spades Well one 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 I learned You bid for books like in spades But the difference is your trump changes per game So after you cut cards The suit on the bottom is now your trump Unless it's the deuce of spades Or a joker Then the dealer calls trump before they deal I don't know if that's how everybody else plays But hey it's just as fun I don't play anymore, though. The last time I was playing with my family and I called my cousin a bitch and I knew it had gone too far because he got upset. So I understand, Rod, when he says it gets too serious. This is not a game. It is not. I do not play that shit anymore. Um <laughs> But thank you. I, I love getting all those stories. That's one of the reasons we made the poll that is specific mm-hmm. because we want to hear. Yeah, we knew you guys would have different stories for your uh your stuff. Yes. Uh, episode 663, 663, R. Kelly Church Songs. A lot of feedback on Twitter and stuff about it. Uh, wow. no comments on the actual website, though.
2: That, that damn song.
1: Should journalists be able to use public social media entries in news articles without the user's consent? Uh, was our, uh, poll for this episode. And I'm, I'm thinking we're talking more ethically than, um, legally, because I don't think legally it's really, um, I, I there's no laws yeah it's it. gonna have to be like tried in court probably at some point i hope
2: it is one day
1: right now they do it they don't give a fuck mm-hmm. um and apparently they get defensive if you have a problem with it uh yes it's all fair game or no they should have to ask 74 percent of our audience says no you should have to ask before you use somebody's tweet in your public online publication right 26 mm-hmm. percent of people say eh, it's all fair game miss danny 10 says I believe that the article caused so much commotion because of the topic. Sexual assault is a very sensitive subject, and most of those people were basically tweeting through their pain. In cases like that, publishing tweets in a blog just for clicks was tacky. I think it was tacky, too. Mm -hmm. It would be different if it was to help the people deal with the shame, hurt, etc. Any other time BuzzFeed has published tweets, it was about black Twitter or funny tweets about an award show, and I don't remember anyone filing a lawsuit for that. Well, they've also published tweets of... Hey, this person said this racist shit. And they've done that many times. Like, oh, look what racist people were saying about the president, you know, when he Mm -hmm. gave a speech or something. And that in that case, it's like we as a society have kind of deemed like, well, those people are bad, so it's okay to put their names out there and make them lose their jobs and all this shit because we don't agree, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm always wary of that shit because it's like, on the other hand, uh... That's such a judgment call Not all these reporters That have the same power and ability Are going to share the same common sense Judgment that we have And some of them are going to be like I don't really care Whatever the fucking problem is you put this on the public media, I'm going to share it. I don't give a fuck how you feel or what it affects, you know?
2: True. Or the consequences of, <coughs> repercussions of my actions. Fuck you.
1: Right. As long as it Unto- don't come
2: back on me. Yeah. As long as the law say, as long as the law don't say I can't do it, I am going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that speaks more about them and them and their, um, ethical lines. Yeah,
1: I agree. Um, but she says, um, I don't remember anyone filing suit. Um, lawsuit for that. This was just BuzzFeed doing what they do. On another note, those R. Kelly's church song remixes had me laughing so hard. Remember when he tried to go gospel? Oh, how many church, church moms were, were done to you saved me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be hilarious for someone to do a trapped in the prayer closet series.
2: Not the prayer closet, yeah, <laughs>
1: well, uh, thank you, Miss Tan. uh, we appreciate you for writing in, we do, um, and for commenting on the poll, man, um, uh, we also had a uh, episode uh six sixty four key and peel time uh, and no comments, but uh we got a poll uh hey, uh key and peel, um funny, and I have no problem with them. An embarrassment to black people or I don't watch them. Those are the categories. 59% of people say, hey, they're funny and I have no problem with them.
2: Me either. I'm in that group.
1: 2% of people say an embarrassment to black people. And 39% of the people say I don't watch their show. Chuck Spears says, the thing about Key and Peel to me is that they have great premises but drag things that were once funny into a place where humor goes to die. I can kind of see how they might have some disdain towards black culture. and think that if they went to an Ivy League or PWI college, they would definitely be in one of those I2M videos. Actually, I'd love to see 1.5 minutes of their take on it. Uh, not the five that they'll a- actually do. <laughs> so he's, he's just basically saying that bitch go too long. But, uh, yeah, I've seen, um, people that say basically I don't like them because their, their voice, their, vo- their, basically their particular voice is not, one that seems to be authentic to blackness or whatever, but you know, that's yeah, up who to Who defines individual. that? Yeah, right. It's mm-hmm. up to each individual to define. Does rough, is, is rough porn anti feminist was the poll, um, for episode 665 and the tippy goes too, where we uh, announced the winners of the 2013
2: tippy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yes, rough porn is anti feminist, 14%. No, 86% of people go, uh, eh, nope, it's not. Anime Sparks just says, some women like a good rough face fucking. And damn it, there's nothing wrong with that. Ah, if that's what they're into. F and I Bennett of Twib's We Nerd Hard once said something to the effect of the th- the worst thing we ever did as a society was making women feel bad for wanting sex. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't have been more right. Even feminists aren't immune to of slut shaming. In fact, depending on which brand they subscribe to, feminists can be some of the most shameful people around.
2: Yes, they can.
1: They're in favor of women's rights as long as it's the rights to that they want women to have. Mm-hmm. No anal crease, feminism doesn't work if it reinforces the same patriarchal constrictions of our current society from what i've seen these anti-porn feminists are as anti-woman as any misogynist on the corner because they infantilize women instead of treating them like adults who can make their own decisions fuck shame and get money and rough head if you want it
2: Ain't that the truth and if it's consensual and you want it yes yeah i pretty
1: much agree with that take to be quite honest I just. I also think people look way too far into pornography, mm-hmm. and I think it's crazy that they look so far into it because it's really like at no point in our society has it ever been better for women than it is right now.
2: And point.
1: hopefully in ten years I'll say it again, and in twenty years I'll say it again because women now have outlets and voices and powers that they did not have before. Yep,
2: they have rights.
1: They're not. And I am not saying this means everything's fine no, and better but yeah. just it's better than it was 50 years ago it'll be better than it. And 50 years ago should have been better than it was 50 years before that mm-hmm. so it's weird when people are like you know porn is what's making men be such and such it's like no you mm-hmm. used to could just go and rape a woman and it wasn't shit she could do about it
2: yeah you could go and, and, and beat your woman rape yeah. your wife like and, she
1: couldn't go to court or nothing
2: they would say she's your property
1: yeah you could just you know stone a woman for death burn her for being a witch you know you could just do that as a thing
2: with no problem
1: oh you're not married and you're 40 let's fucking kill you you're a witch like it's better than it was so it's weird to me when people just go well because of porn this is why men do no men have always been pieces of shit that don't respect women we respect them more now than we have before as a group.
2: And a lot of them, a lot more.
1: And even still, that's not enough, but we do more so now than we ever have.
2: Yep. And for some men, it's because they're forced to, not because they want to. Honestly. Yeah. But
1: that will always be the case. There will never not be a time where that's the case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, bitch, I some can't- men will always be like that. Just like some white people will always be racist some like some americans will always be xenophobic that there will always be a constituency of people who are like i don't give a fuck i am only doing this because i'm forced to but i'm just saying in general people's attitudes and knowledge has increased throughout our time to where it is now better at this point than it ever was before yes and it doesn't mean that you need to stop fighting or you need to stop having causes it doesn't mean any of that but just when people go well it's the worst and it's because of this it's like that's that's fucking stupid
2: yeah and you're simplifying a major issue and a lot of the freedoms and rights that we have here in the United States for women some women take it for granted because in other countries they they don't have these same rights that we have here
1: yeah your point like this porn is not what's keeping women making 77 cents on the dollar
2: no it's not like it's
1: not because of this If that's what you think, you know, this is, I just think people look far into it because honestly, people are narcissistic and it's like a looking glass and you can pull your moral high grounds and self-examination and all this shit out of something like that. When really it would, it would be a lot more, um, in depth to look at like people's general attitudes, you know, and Mm -hmm. personally, man, one of the things that often gets ignored when we talk about, um um women and the lack of respect that they get religion and people hate talking about that shit so mm-hmm. i'm going to move on to the next topic but yeah but
2: but, but yeah. you
1: like people would rather discuss porn and how that affects relationships with women than religion which has been much more problematic to women getting respect in my lifetime than pornography has
2: yeah and a lot and a lot of uh religions preach against women having voices women being in the pulpit Women wearing uh pants, like they preach this thing: women not having rights and women not having voices. And that's something that has been kind of been spread out into the society for a lot of people. And it's just one of those things that when you talk about that, nobody wants to talk about that because. But that's a real root and a real issue that has um, plagued our society for a very long time. You can have religion and not be like this, but for a lot of people, they hide behind that. But people rather talk about pornography because it's it's it's, it's quote unquote a seeing I can look and I can see you do but at the end of the day, a lot of people are fucking married, unmarried and all this shit. It's just not on tape. I just can't see it and there's no, you know, there's no uh, uh, cameraman in the background but at the same time, it's easy for me to throw stones at somebody that I can physically see what they do when I'm doing the same thing and sometimes things even worse behind the closed door.
1: Yeah, porn, women used to be property. Period. You know? So it's just weird. I don't know. Anyway, people... Anyway, uh, participating in any type of porn should not determine whether or not you are a feminist. I hate having conversations about porn because people are too, w- too unwilling to admit why they watch porn. We watch whatever porn is going to help us get that nut off. Who lets political ideology decide what type of porn they will watch? Not me. I go onto a porn site the same way Idris Elba goes into the drift with no emotions and leaking from an orifice. <laughs> That's funny, Prince Laurent. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I, I now personally I don't have the hang ups a lot of people do. A lot of people have religious hang ups and,
2: and a lot of these religious people watch porn too which just something they don't want to Yeah, they talk no, about they it. they
1: watch it but they yeah, still have hang ups and they go, Well, I feel appropriately ashamed afterwards and I'm like, Why the fuck would you feel ashamed? Like, to me it's something's wrong with you. And I'm not and I don't walk around talking shit about you so stop talking shit about me for not feeling bad you know like you deal with your own god and your issues in your own way but these these like i think you're super um you're imposing your views on everybody and everybody doesn't feel like you and i don't
2: agree with you yeah i don't have
1: no shame or guilt in my like i don't go i watch porn now i'm gonna cry Mm -hmm. you know like that's your shit you deal with that stop putting that on everybody else um, and the same thing with sex. People have sex publicly, secretly, whatever, and they just don't always feel the shame that you feel. It's not my fault you had a Catholic family upbringing or your mother made you feel guilty or somebody told you that when you touch yourself, uh, God is going to start crying. That's your fault. That's your parents' ah. fault. Keep that shit to yourself. It is not everybody else's she problem to deal it with. Cradicus says on episode, uh, one of the impossible white man spinoff show, uh, he, he left a comment. He says, I don't know if it's too late to comment on this. It's never too late. But I was laughing constantly during this review, looking forward to more impossible reviews. Well, we will have more impossible white man reviews. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Uh, Tone from the Five Starter podcast was a really great person to co-host this with. And, uh, he, he had such good insight and totally understands the genre. Medium talk, um, uh, 21. Mm-hmm. P- where I interviewed, a uh, comedian, actress, dancer, uh, Pia Glenn. Oh, she's hilarious, y'all. Uh, Black Weekend Update, uh, you might know her from there. Um, she's done so much. She's performed with Will Ferrell and, uh, his George Bush, um, um, play. Uh, she's, uh, she's done a lot of shit, man. Um, but, um, he, uh, in Negro Montoya left a comment. He says, dude, This interview was fire. It flowed so well and easy at times. It was like you two were old friends catching up. Didn't even seem like an interview. When? I was already following Pia on Twitter and subscribed to her on YouTube, but this interview dug deeper and made me want to interact with her on social media even more. Hers is easily one of the best channels on YouTube right now. Almost inspires me to start making videos again. She's an inspiration to soar you ride awesomeness on a stick. Thanks, Inigo Montoya.
2: Yeah. Glad
1: you enjoyed it, man. She was a, a great interview. I haven't and, heard uh, that one yet. Yeah, well, she, uh, she was good. She was great. Uh, we talked about a bunch of stuff. Um, and she was so open and, uh, cool and, uh, all that great stuff, man. I, I wish her nothing but success because, uh, you know, I think she's, um, I think she's super talented and yeah, very funny, smart and all that shit. So mm-hmm. people, good, good shit should happen to people like that. Um and oh, the Tippies. We got a couple more um nominations. Uh Anigo Montoya nominated Pia Glenn for Best Interview. And uh Lady Rowe, she nominated Dr. Manning Bars uh for funniest moment. Um and Enigo Montoya did too. He said I second this here nomination, home girl. Hey! Uh, we got some, uh, voicemails. Let's go ahead and, uh, play those for everyone.
4: Greetings, Rod and Karen. This is Howard. Uh, I'd first like to start by saying congratulations on making possibly the blackest podcast ever made in one show. Uh, also, this should be nominated for a 2014 tippy. And, and, uh, also, Best, two best memories I remember of watching adults play spades growing up was, one, a man tricked, uh, another player into confessing that he was cheating on his wife just so he could win and stop getting uh, Boston run on him. And when a man lost and broke the table legs, like, <laughs> Funny shit ever. But, uh, yeah, keep the good work, leave
1: Cool. Thanks for the call, Howard. Um, let's check the next voicemail. Um,
4: here we go. Hey, Rod and Karen. This is Matt from Columbus, Ohio. I had two quick space stories I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, the first one was right after I graduated high school. Um, I grew up in Cleveland. And after I graduated, I was up in Harlem visiting some family. And this was right around the time that LeBron was getting ready to leave the Cavs and a lot of people thought that he was going to play for the Knicks. So um, my cousin, who I was playing against, kept with me about this uh LeBron joining the Knicks thing, and he was kind of getting in my head a little bit. I ended up being down a lot. So last hand, we were down, and we ended up bidding a blind seven, and we won because my cousin reneged. So we won the game. I got so hyped over this. I pushed my cousin out of his chair, Stood over him and just screamed at him. That's what you did for talking that shit about the king, you fuck nigga. <laughs> and we ended up having to be uh, held back and uh, a fight almost broke out. <laughs> so that was one. And then the other one was um kind of just a little funny story. A couple months ago, we were in a space tournament. And uh, my partner was this white dude. And um, we ended up running to Boston. I guess the team we were playing against. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen me, The Party, but in there, there's a song called I'm Shipping Up to Boston. So we ran to Boston. White dude runs to grabs his phone. Turns on I'm Shipping Up to Boston and just dances um, a river dance right Aww. on the table. So that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen Not on a space So I just wanted to share those two stories with you guys. Um, love the show. Keep up the good work. Peace.
2: Peace
1: man, People got coordinated Touchdown dances They uh start winning in space oh, And shit
2: They been practicing
1: mm-hmm. Uh Yeah I used to know people That were partners For a long time And they started dancing And shit They Doing synchronized routines <laughs> Shit could get Hella embarrassing man
2: <laughs> Did they come in With matching uniforms And shit I mean damn <laughs>
0: Hey
2: what's going on Rod and Cam man It's been a minute It's your boy
5: A-Dub Still been listening Just haven't been calling man Just uh couple things over the past couple weeks, that got me want to call. First of all, the show the other day with Elon, Spades, that, that was classic, bro. I'm uh master in the middle of it now, and, man, y- y'all got me want to play Spades so bad. I missed that competition, all that trash talking. Uh And, uh yeah, man, dealing with some of the cats I had to play with, boy, you, you had to keep your eyes on the table because they was going to cheat. They was going to do anything they can to try to win, and I've seen many, many arguments, many arguments. But some of y'all stories, y'all would tell them are absolutely classic, man. But the main reason I wanted to call Rod because you and I have had conversations before uh, about college athletes, you know, particularly scholarship athletes, uh, and them getting paid. And with this new lawsuit coming down, I'm sure you're probably going to touch it on Balls, deep Sports. But unfortunately, my broke ass can't afford to slide any more money away. But uh, I definitely will at some point. But anyway, I digress. I um, digress. The other day, when you were talking about the, the the little crazy little girl up in New Jersey or whatever that was trying to sue her parents uh, for her tuition, and y'all were going through back and forth, here and Karen talking about how you know they need to uh, people, how people, students need to get jobs or whatever to pay for their thing. Getting a scholarship, kind of the same thing. Now I know being an athlete limits your time, but aren't you basically doing the same thing that you were saying that you know? They're working. Mind you, they're not getting paid a check, quote-unquote, but they are getting to go to school. The cats do get scholarship checks. I mean, it ain't a whole lot of money, but as you said in the past before too, college students aren't supposed to be rich. You're supposed to learn that struggle. Now, mind you, playing a sport is harder on the body than being a waiter, but at the same time, I mean, those cats are doing something that they love, and, you know, with this whole lawsuit coming down, I think the whole game is getting ready to change anyway. But I just wanted to just see, you know, if you see the correlation there, because you were saying get a job, pay for your shit. It's the same thing if you get a scholarship, in my opinion. Like I said, it's a lot more dangerous, admittedly, but it's also a lot more fun, too. There's so many fringe benefits outside of the stuff that you get. Just trust me on that as a former athlete, and you can talk to some of them. Any of them that had a good experience, man, they'll tell you, bro, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that goes with it that you wouldn't get as a regular student. And there's a lot of stuff that regular students get that you probably wouldn't get as an athlete. So, I mean, it's definitely a two-way street, but I don't know, man. But that's about it. I know my three minutes coming up, man. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. I'm so proud of y'all, man. I've been listening to y'all for a long time. I know I've been on this ride at least since, like, episode 100. So we a long way away from that, man. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. And y'all stay up. Peace. All right. Uh,
1: thanks for calling A-Dub. Thank um, you. Here's why that's full of shit. Um, number one, uh, I've never said college students aren't supposed to be rich like that. I don't even think like that as far as like, you ain't supposed, I don't think anybody is on some, you ain't supposed to have money doing something. Like that is kind of, uh, some crabs in the barrel shit. If you're rich and you still want to go to college, that's fine. Rich people go to college all the time. Their kids go to college all the time. They get money from their parents. Um, Two, this girl was suing her parents for money without wanting to do what they were saying in their house. Her parents are under no obligation to pay for her student, like for her to go to school. That was my main point. Now, if she would have wanted to get an academic scholarship or if she would have wanted to um, get student loans, that's on her. I don't see how that relates at all to athletes like on any level, honestly, or at least uh to my stance where it's like, oh, well, this is different. No, the reason she didn't need to get paid to go to school is because she didn't produce anything for the school. You know what I'm saying? It, how many sold-out arenas have watched an academic scholar take a test? I'll wait. Like, it's just not, like, it's not the same thing. Um, I think, uh, equivocating it is, is kind of a, is a false equivalence when you start feeling like, well, isn't it the same as getting an academic scholarship? No, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, neither is your parents paying for school. Neither is getting a job. Now, the thing is, if you are a college athlete, you're not allowed to get a job. Mm -hmm. And the stipend that they do that, first of all, not everybody receives that stipend and everybody, and people don't, don't know that. But even the little bit of stipend you do get is not anywhere. In proportion to what you earn the university, you are earning the university money, literally billions of dollars upon your back. That is the difference. You see what I'm saying? Like it's not about, um, to me, uh, just the idea of, well, one person in school is the same as everybody else. No, mm-hmm. if me being in school enables 200 other people to be in school because of the revenue I generate from playing a sport, the fringe benefits of getting some pussy, let me tell you something. I got pussy in college. So did everybody else. They ain't so, like, college ain't that much different We talk about fringe benefits. Uh, I got to smoke weed. Everybody gets to smoke weed if they want to. I got to get drunk at party. Everybody gets to get drunk at party if they want to. Are you talking about going to the cafe and getting a steak? Cause they earn more than a fucking steak. I, like, it's, it's really funny because, um, they're using your envy of, the the people these guys social standing in the university to make the logic in your brain stop working so that you just once the jealousy sinks in and you're like, oh well they get stakes. They get uh shit that some of them got to 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 uh you know cut line. It's, it's like they ain't really a benefit for a person that literally should be a millionaire. Some of these people should be millionaires based on the revenue that they generate for their specific schools. You know, so I think that the idea that somehow they're getting done a favor by basically being forced to become free semi pro labor is bullshit. Like there, this isn't a favor that someone's done to her. If this girl got a scholarship or if her parents pay for her to go to school, that's a fucking favor. Okay. She's not generating any revenue for anyone. No one's, uh, even the other sports. Oh, the people who play basketball and football, a big debt. Because there wouldn't be a fucking rowing, uh, scholarship if it wasn't for the fact that there's a football scholarship. If it wasn't for the fact that people are spending hundreds of dollars on tickets to go to these fucking games, uh, um, you wouldn't have a, a fucking, uh, uh, lacrosse team. So I, I think people just kind of, um, I don't know, I think a lot of a lot of people just end up losing uh perspective because of the idea that well they're athletes and they're getting blowjobs. It's like well everybody can get a blow job, dog. Is that is that is that in the scholarship? Is that how they pay you? You know, not to mention it's a one year scholarship, you know, every year has to be renewed. So I, I think I think um you're more forcing a perspective of the idea that you um have about um college athletes into this situation. I think her situation and theirs is totally different. And, uh, if you want to allow these kids to go get a job, I'd be cool with that. Um, if you, cause I'm not even sure that I honestly don't think paying them is going to fix the the system.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: I think you just need to allow them to go play professional sports mm-hmm. and professional sports needs to stop trying to limit who can come in. Honestly.
2: Yeah, and, and, the,
1: oh you finished? I'm sorry. Well, I, I was just going to say, if you really want to fix the system, the, the true fix is to not force anybody to play a sport they don't want to, uh, play for free and not have to risk their bodies for free. Just go let the motherfuckers do that. And guess what? This little girl that you're defending, she can go do that already. Cause she's not an athlete. You know what I'm saying? She can go, go get a job immediately. And once you tell somebody they can't even get a job, I feel like that's fucked up. So. Uh, go ahead, Karen. Sorry.
2: Yeah, I know he said something about him. He, I think he was an athlete or something like that. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where, for me, this is how I look at it. When you are an athlete, you have to keep your body in top physical shape. You you have rigorous schedules. You're constantly working out. You don't have a lot of freedoms that um under your normal student athlete body has. Your student, normal student athlete body can eat Cheetos, be fat. Not do shit. Even the, even, even, even the, uh, population that get scholarships can do the same thing. They don't have to be physically fit. It's not part of their regimen that, you know, and it's one of those things where to me, when you look at it, it's not on the same level. And I do agree with what you said. It's one of those things where, and I think the biggest problem that I have with the whole structure, and especially with the NCAA, a lot of these restrictions on staying in school two years, stay in school three years, stay in school this, it's always on the sports that are predominantly black. I have a and that's it and that's something that people don't want to talk about. What about baseball? What about hockey? What about golf? What about some of these other sports where they are allowed to be professional athletes while they are in school? They are allowed <laughs> to go into the draft. If they don't get drafted, come back. And a lot of these other sports are less educated and that's something else they don't talk about either. And my thing is this, if you're gonna be fair, be fair across the board and not have restrictions on when somebody is considered an adult. Because it's funny how when you turn 18, you're considered an adult. And, but when you're a student athlete, you're not considered an adult. You're not bright enough and smart enough and intelligent enough to make your own decision. Only if you play for certain sports in these other sports, you are intelligent enough to make your own decision and it's funny also when you look down into it, you are considered a student athlete till you do some fucked up shit, then you are a grown ass adult who should have known better and I have an issue with that too and and the and, and i and I guess for me on the outside looking in when it comes to athletes, athletes make a lot of people billions of dollars people pay for tickets people pay to come to the games, the concession stands. All this is off the back of a handful of athletes that make the university billions and billions of dollars. Not only university, the NCAA, the, the NFL, the NBA, all this stuff. Because when it comes to their drafts, people don't watch these drafts because just because. They watch these drafts because they followed these students from college. And to me, I think it's not fair to, uh, compare, the, to compare them because to me, they're not the same because you don't put the same standards and you don't have the same rigorous schedule that you do on a regular student as you do a student athlete. And, and to me, I have a complete issue with, with, with just, just that whole thing trying to compare them.
1: Yeah. Not to mention, um, once you balance out for all the hours you put into it, an athletic scholarship is less than minimum wage. I believe that. So what are you really saying? You know what I mean? It's just, but this is the illusion that people had to present in order to continue to support these sports in order to feel like, you know, in this, in his case, he was an athlete. So in order to kind of feel like, well, I'm not a sucker or whatever, but it's like, let's be honest. The reason it worked out for you is cause you probably never were going to become a professional athlete. Like you were never, like you were a guy who was to a certain extent, leaking off of the guys who are going to become professionals like the reason college basketball tournament right now is huge is not because anybody gives a fuck about uh the kids who went to north carolina central Mm-mm. but it's the fact that the kids who went to duke who are going to go to the nba are playing against the kids who went to some other school and it's like that the reason that they're interested tangentially in the schools that that play against these other teams is because the other teams have athletes that are going to the NBA um same thing with football you know nobody's sitting around going yeah man I can't wait to see the Appalachian State game Mm -mm. like no unless they when they beat Michigan everybody was all over Appalachian State why because they beat a team with players that were going to go to the NFL this is all a Ponzi scheme and I think it's kind of um uh, I think if it wasn't for the meat peeping of, of people that aren't professional athletes, that aren't big time college players, then this wouldn't even be a discussion.
2: Yeah. I I do too, and like I said, and I feel like this the the person that got the science scholarship, the mathematics scholarship, the engineer scholarship, whoever you are, you in the lab somewhere, you know, uh uh doing all kinds of shit. Nobody gives a fuck about your name. You you don't walk into your um to your lab uh study class with your jersey on your name across the back. Don't nobody give a fuck about what you do.
1: Yeah, and I Because you don't matter. And I understand the majority of players probably are worth uh, less than they, you know, than, than, than someone like, uh, say, uh, Jabari Parker or something. I get that. And I don't, and I don't, like I said, I don't have a solution to how to pay the players while they're in college. I literally just think only scholars should be in college. Only people that are there for the academics who may happen to play some basketball should be there, or who may happen to want to play football. But and it's by nobody, choice. yeah, I don't think anybody should be there that, um, isn't coming there for the education. That way you don't have to feel bad for people. And, and, you and, know, if a guy, you know, that's why everybody gets so sad when a guy tears his ACL. Cause we're like, Oh, that dude's not there for school. And they're going to cut his scholarship anyway. But even if he's like, he probably wasn't there to become a scholar. He was there for football as a path to professional sports. And we all feel bad. And the reason you feel a little bit bad is cause you know it's bullshit.
2: Yes, that and that and the fact that at the end of the day, if they really did it like that, most people wouldn't give a fuck about college athlete, athletics. And that's something Yeah, they don't want and to Yeah, And that's talk the other thing that I
1: want to admit yeah. is if somebody actually said, okay, guys, we're going to let the guys who are good enough to go to the N- NBA and the N- NFL join the NFL, uh, you know, uh, the early mm-hmm. or, you know, not even early on time, allow NBA players to, uh,
2: take that take you gotta to go, to go school there after, huh i uh, said so take off like you gotta go to college yeah
1: no i was just gonna say allow nba players to go straight you know allow players to go straight to the nba if they want to out okay. of high school okay like if you would just allow those things people become less interested in college i remember when this happened a few years back when lebron james didn't go to college and uh you know a, a, a player uh, i think oj mayo didn't and like people were like college basketball sucks now not watching it as much it's not good and it's like yeah because you're not able to trap a superstar athlete into going to school
3: Mm -hmm.
1: because it's like like, that's the other thing that you know people don't want to admit you have all this uh well it's about the scholarship and aren't they being paid kind of i mean it's not a check first of all let me pay you and not a check in anything Right. That's that's bullshit. You can't dismiss that. And I remember when he was doing his email, he kinda the voicemail he kinda dismissed that. You can't dismiss that. Getting paid in a check that actually turns into cash completely different than paying me in tokens at a fucking uh a car arcade. Um but secondly, um you can't like whenever these guys do um uh get trapped there for a year they're just there as long as it takes to go be a professional football player or basketball player. Mm-hmm. They're never there for the fucking, oh, you know what? I changed my mind. Uh The NBA can't wait. No. Everybody advises them, go get your fucking money. And when they do come back for extra year, everybody goes, what the fuck were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Everybody. Let's not pretend here, guys. Like, we're all adults. Um. So that's, anyway, and it doesn't have shit to do with that spoiled girl. Last voicemail.
6: Hey Rod. Hey Karen. It's Nikki from Arizona. I have two things. Um, number one, uh, Rod, uh, and Karen, you know, you guys that you guys are never having kids because when Rod said, I uh, kill that little motherfucker about your son might you know, you could permit, you have know, to kill your son or your child if you knew there'd be something horrible later in life. That seriously had me dying laughing and I just had oral surgery and had my wisdom teeth removed, and when you said that, I, one of my stitches came a loose, and I, and I could, I still couldn't stop laughing, but it was hilarious. Just thinking about it makes me laugh. I might have to make that my ring cone on my phone if I just click that little part. So i will be, next year, i will definitely be, you know, uh, nominated for the tippies. And number two, when you guys had Elon on about the stage, uh, my family, you know, just like any other black family, they're all about that stage. I Me, mean, I still to this day don't know how to play, and I really don't want to learn. Um, when I told my aunt I was getting a divorce from my ex-husband, uh, first thing she asked was, "Can we still come over to play stage?" Because I was her stage partner, and they talked the most. And he used to talk the most shit even my aunt, so she was very upset with that she going to have her favorite spades partner. I was like, no, he cannot come over play spades. So, uh, but my um, person I'm currently dating, he can play spades, but he really doesn't talk that much shit. So my aunt really don't like him too much. She did <coughs> talk a lot of shit to him the first time she met him playing spades at a barbecue. Because that's just how black folks see. Well, you guys have a good day. I'm heading to work, and I'm about to make this money, or at least try. Talk to you guys later. Bye.
1: Peace. Peace. Um, yeah. Sorry about the stitch, nigga. Yes. I've had that
2: done before and that's painful, honey.
1: And Spades is real. It is. Oh, you getting divorced? Well, as long as you my Spades partner, I don't care. <laughs> uh, all right. We got a couple emails here. Spades from Shayna. She writes in. Hey, Karen and Rod. Love the show on Spades. It's almost, it almost felt like a sociology study of black life. I was one of the lucky children who got to play spades early. My father used to practice with me and then put me up against his old man friends so he could, We t- would watch me beat them. It served me well in college. I used to play in tournaments and win money all the time. I also played in bidwiz tournaments as an undergrad, but I definitely learned it from old men. The one thing that you didn't cover during the show was talking across the table. Uh, I think we talked about it a little bit. Um, but yeah, we didn't go in depth, but yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, in
2: depth about yeah, talk across the table because you cut for real. Yeah,
1: that's no joke. And and people even just paranoid about you talking across the table. You put that glass down too hard, you talk across the table. Mm-hmm. Are you winking? It's like, nah, I sneezed. Mm-hmm. Talk across the table. Put on your nose. So you just happened to play a diamond and your partner was cutting diamonds right when you touched your ear? Hmm?
2: Is
1: yes. that what you me? like, oh, God.
2: You ain't here flipping your wig, bitch. Talk across the table.
1: That was the only thing, that was the only time I ever saw people almost come to blows and lose friendships. I also do think that it's a universal rule that is true in all regions. I remember the one time I almost talked across the table, my dad reached across and hit me square in the mouth before I got two words out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, now you you know I'm cutting hard. Oh, I'm sorry. I
2: don't know what I was thinking from. I, I I shouldn't have said nothing. My bad.
1: You also on point about white people and the word "reneg". When I was in high school, I played Spades with a white dude and two other black people. Up, oh, hold on. Getting a phone call. Yo, you on with the blackout tips. What's up?
3: Yes. Keep me music. Keep me music. Keep me music
1: up. All right. All right. Hold on. Right, this is the first time you ever demanded the music. All right. Hold on. Keep, keep me music. music. <laughs>
3: okay.
1: Turn my levels up. Turn my levels up. No, I'm playing. No, I'm
3: playing. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, chill? Hey. Okay. Hey, hold on. Okay. First of all, I'd like to thank God, okay, who was the head of my household, okay, without him, none of this would be possible, I'd like to thank the Academy, okay, for, for, for giving me this award, okay, I really would, um, the following people can suck a dick, okay, um, yeah, uh, fire, suck a dick, yeah, Miss Rude, ma'am, wanna take over the, damn show, and just just rude, and Rod trying to talk, yeah, just rude, 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 sucker dick, uh, Bill, yeah, Bill, yeah, you, from two years ago, Miss Nagasaki, want to talk shit, had Rod so frustrated, that he wound up beating the pussy up for an hour because of you, sucker dick, Bill, sucker dick, Bill, Bill. um, Miss sexy voice lady, who had issues, you can suck a sexy dick Not what you can do <laughs> Suck the sexiest dick you can find That's what I want you to do Uh, The dude who left that voicemail Talk about some Can't nobody call and disagree with Rod. I disagree You suck a dick All right. You suck a dick Alright now Um, The following people I would like to give an extra 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 shout out to Um uh, Dude, bros, Abe and the girl, or Greg and the girl, the two broke girls, whatever, whatever. I want y'all to suck a chicken noodle dick with a soda on the side, okay? <laughs> okay Damn you, motherfucker! Okay, that's real talk. Just, just all up in your mouth, all right? Um. And to all you shit talkers, all you people out there who podcast I be listening to, that be biting Rod and Karen style, and don't want to give them credit, acting like it's all yours, and all that. Boy, look at here. Y'all could suck every dick that I own, and every dick that I will own in the future. Because y'all the worst kind of motherfuckers, boy. Y'all them hypocritic dick suckers, hypocrites, hypocrites, y'all nasty, y'all just, I can't stand you niggas, man. Okay, but, um, Back to the people that I would love to thank. Um, i like to thank my wife-to-be for voting for me 927 times, okay, okay, to make sure that I got this award. And I think that it's only fair that I share this award with Rod, okay? Really, though, I really, because, you know, if it wasn't for him allowing me to come on his show and, and have a little spirited back and forth, you know, Hey, I wouldn't be where I am today. Uh, I'd also like to, th- I'd also like to thank and tell feminism to suck a dick, okay? Cause if it wasn't for you, my blood pressure wouldn't have got up. I wouldn't got to fussing with Rod, and I still wouldn't be holding the trophy today, okay? So, um, yeah, that's that's how that is, people. And um, I hope I make you proud. I hope my daddy is looking down from heaven on me, and I hope he's like, that's my nigga. And I really- <laughs> i really do i really do oh uh-huh. thank you all thank you all you've been so kind thank you
1: okay what's up people oh not much uh I, i'm glad that you uh that you called in um uh, and uh also as a fellow tippy award winner you know this is my first tippy now you've won the tippy uh multiple times at this point i mean does it ever change multiple for you winner. like that now like does it ever get old now that you you won more than once
3: Nah, because it's cool because I won for a different category. Okay. So, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I gotta, I'm like, give somebody okay. else a chance for the feedback. So I'm like, shoot, it, it, I appreciate the love. I always appreciate the love, but shit, give somebody else a chance. So I'm happy for Leonard. Leonard got feedback. I'm, I'm happy with that. That's real because Leonard's good people. Ever since day one, he done supported a nigga. So, he's good, you know, but... I'm just, I'm like, shoot, I got, I got a different category, so, shit, you know, I just figure out what's next, We'll figure out something. Hopefully, we'll figure out something. And maybe I win again. It's, it's all good. If that's what the people want, I aim to please, man. Hey,
1: and chill thank you to the people. Hey, chill. You ever play
3: uh, spades? Yes, nigga. <laughs> yes, nigga. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, you seem like you'll be fun. Like you'll be talking a lot of shit was at, at, at the spades table. Like you just seem like you got it.
3: Man, we talk more. We 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 talk more shit than a little bit. I mean, you know. But the thing is, like with us, it gets heated. But you ain't got to worry about getting stabbed, shot, killed, or hurt. You ain't got to worry about that. We we don't take it that far. Talk is a different story. We will kill your ass over some talk, but spades. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, with Tonk, we play for money, so... Yeah, that's different, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah you don't even money. sit down and don't no, no, play no Tonk if you ain't playing for no cheese. So, yeah, you you probably get hurt off fucking around with Tonk. And I told your ass, you ain't allowed to play Tonk, no, because I, I remember that that episode and you went there yeah, talking about somehow you want to introduce new rules. Nigga, mm-hmm. please introduce this new ice pick to your ass. You He's <laughs> up a and shit. the hell wrong with you, nigga? But, yeah, Spade... <laughs> Get down, you can get down with some spades, man. Yeah. Yes, nigga.
1: Why you ask? Why do you ask? Uh, cause we we talked about uh spades earlier this week, and uh you just seem like the kind of person that Little plays play spades, spades, like might have hurt a couple people feelings, had to have some conversations, shit like that.
2: What's your favorite drink while you playing? Brandy. You
1: know it's that, <laughs> wow, that was a wasted question. I thought she might change it up. I was just wondering. Mm-mm. You know, it's
3: brandy. That brandy. You ever said
1: you ever said anything during space you couldn't take back, or you have, you ever had to have a have a talk? Like uh I know uh, I don't play space with Karen no more. <laughs>
3: what, what, what what? What happened? I mean, I mean, that How deep can it get? you all married how, how deep can it get? Hey, now, y'all look, go man, back,
1: you gotta you you gotta get. Back. You gotta stay you gotta you gotta know your limitations and stay happy, man. Like spades is off limits for me, man.
3: <laughs> man, I'm gonna tell you like this. All's fair love and spades. That's all I got to say. <laughs> All's fair. Yeah. Talk about your mama. I mean, bring some shit up. Yeah, nigga. That's why that bitch said your dick wouldn't get hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's why I seen you in there sucking dick. You just bring that shit from you. Like, oh Lord. <laughs> man, you pulling our family secrets and shit. And, you, and yeah, uh huh. That's why, yeah, I caught an uncle in there fucking rubbing on the pussy. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. It's, yeah, man. It's just some ill shit, man. Ill <sighs> shit, baby. I was just like, wow, just whoa. Yeah,
2: because it, it gets be, hot heated, man. Roger be trying to like watch TV have his eye in the corner of the game, and I'm like, I wanna play, dog. No, don't, don't, see,
3: see, Ron, don't no, no, no. See, Rod, no, no, no. See, no, no TV. See, okay, Rod. See, you disqualified already. We <laughs> need you to be in the game now. Unless you're just super, super talented like that, and you know if you're a master in multitasking, which I can probably understand. you you probably are. But your head need to be in the, in I the game.
1: I just, I just refuse to play, and I'm not playing serious anymore. I'm not playing with no more serious people. Uh, I, cause if I had to get serious, then shit gonna go all the way left.
3: And then I, now not I'm the, asshole. All the way
1: left. now I'm the asshole. So no, I'm not, I don't, I'm never well, well, playing you know
3: space. You know what? Let it be. You, 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 you be perfect down here. Then shit just got to go left. Shit. <laughs> Sometimes shit just got to go left. I mean, uh, what the fuck? Cause I mean, if you ain't paying attention, how you gonna know if a nigga nick, you know, and then you got to catch underbidding. You know what I'm saying? You got to catch all that shit. It's like, nah, nigga, with the what? You got to catch all that shit. You got to catch signals, cheating, all that, man. You you can let it slide out here. I'm
1: like, uh, like my man said, I'm like shut from above the rim with spades right now, dog. Like, don't even invite me. I just, I I just tell you how to, uh, I just say spread your fingers, snap your wrist. That's Ah. what I'll say.
3: Oh hell no,
1: hell no! Cause if I get out there and play then I, if I play for real, then I'm gonna be an asshole. Like I've never played for real with Karen. Cause I, if, I, if I start getting no. mad or me, then all of a sudden I'm wrong. So why would I <laughs> no, even do that? No, no. no, that
3: means you playing it right. Yeah. How, how how can you play space and not get mad?
1: At right, point, I know. I'm
3: not going to question your blackness. <laughs> That's you my black point. Ladies, don't get mad.
2: Yeah, we, we, we would probably have a problem. The first time he'd look at me crazy and say something halfway, sideways to me, oh, we'd be old there cracking. Yeah, so why are we even going to pretend? Okay, but
3: this is what we going to do. Okay, then y'all two can't be teammates, okay? Because Rob's going to have to be on my team. That's real he's going to be on your team then. Yeah, yeah. Right I can be on, be on team, team with
1: somebody I can talk shit to. No, but the other thing is, I don't want to be around if Karen's getting shit talked to her by somebody at the table. So
3: it just no, ain't no, gonna no, work. No, no, no I, 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 look. Trust me, I know you are gonna look up. But no, yeah, yeah, trust me. I'm sure Karen can hold her own, but ain't gonna yeah. be no below the belt with Karen. No, no, no. But if Karen sit on at our table, she gonna be all right. Get her a little bit of that ism up in her. Karen gonna be like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Karen probably have us crying like, um, yeah. You know? <laughs> you know man, but i just call the show some love man you know no doubt congratulations. Like, I, I, I
1: congratulations congratulations amen. on your tippy as a fellow tippy winner in 2014 <laughs> i know some people here didn't win one nope they but, didn't but other people <laughs> did and it's and it's a celebration for us and that's what it yeah. really should be about so all that means is that i have to grind twice as hard Oh, this isn't your moment. This no. is this about this is me about me and chill. Oh. It's not your moment, Karen. It's it's about yeah, yeah. us getting thank loved. You.
3: Thank you. Uh,
1: thank thank you everybody. With uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> all right, Karen. God, for, for real, Karen. For real. love us, feel us, mm-hmm. adore us. Okay. <laughs> it's
1: your it's, it's it's our turn to shine. You had your time last year, I, and we gave you all the credit, Karen. No problem. So, uh, no problem. So this ain't about you. All right, guys. Uh, thank you, Karen, right. for calling.
3: Long get up, I, out of here. Love y'all. Peace you out. Too. Peace. Peace
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow <laughs> Tippy award winning. Chill. Um,
2: yes, next year, you know, I'm gonna have to try twice as hard. I'm gonna have to get back on my, my grind. You know, um, you know, j- just because you're the CEO and CFO and all that stuff, that don't mean you gotta go around sweeping and kicking all the other employees to the side.
1: hmm. Uh, back to this email. While, when I was in high school, I was playing spades with a white dude and two other black people. One of the black dudes reneged, and the white dude called him a re-nigger. But to us, it sounded like re-nigger, and that was the end of white people playing spades at my school. In fact, I haven't played spades with white people since that day.
2: Oh, Lord. I just wanted
1: to add my two cents to the conversation. And shout out to Karen for holding this down for us female spades players. There you
2: go. You're welcome,
1: sweetie. Uh Who's the blame part two? This is Professor LCH. Greetings, TBGWT. So I may have changed my mind. Actually, that's not accurate. I still think there are parenting issues regarding those super intellectual, super achieving students at elite institutions complaining about their white classmates, professors, administrators, and likely even staffers. However, I don't want to leave the impression that they are wrong uh, to want to be free of ignorance, that they uh, that they entered the hollow halls to be, to encounter some of the brightest minds going. They aren't wrong for wanting such. Yeah, I, I agree. I know I what you mean. I agree, too. Yeah, that was, that was also what I wanted to emphasize when we did our feedback show it was like, I don't really, I mean, I never really have blamed those kids cause mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. They're doing the best and this is probably the what revolution looks like, quote unquote, uh, for the, their, what they're, like the, the echelon that they've achieved. Yeah. Cause they're probably, people probably been taking shit for years up there and they've been saying a word and these kids probably finally said something. And their parents aren't wrong for maybe hiding and shielding their children from this, this kind of ignorance. They've never gotten skilled, savvy, and fluent in others' race-based ignorance. Their parents are right to want their children not to be soaked in a vat of ignorance. Who wants that? Who actually wants to dip their kid or a kid that they love into that vat? Not a healthy one of us. For me, it is heartbreaking when I see little ones whose light has gone out of their eyes, uh, have have you ever seen a kid whose eyes have been dim because their innocence has been stolen? So unpretty. Mm-hmm. Although those are not, say, nine-year-olds, still, <laughs> right, these people are like 25 and shit.
2: But it does make a difference as a teacher to mm-hmm. see that light go out, though.
1: If I were to place myself in their parents' shoes, I'd be heartbroken. We want what we want for our children, and these children make, made it to some of the highest heights of higher education. They ought to be congratulated and lauded. Why should they square up for this? However, I still feel some kind of way about those students getting so friggin' blindsided. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? I am an auntie, and I school my little ones even while we're watching Nickelodeon. They get real slick with it in cartoons, these little racially coded kids programs. Stay woke. Come on, mm-hmm. I've taken tweens at, to a renaissance festival and we cheered the black Knight versus the white Knight during the joust. And as a friend told me years ago, aunties bring the truth because we standing in our I'm not your mama's shoes are free to deliver the news with curse words, cigarettes dangling from our lips and a strong drink in hand. <laughs> So maybe that's it. Instead of parents, let's blame the aunties and I guess the uncles, although I hesitate to mention uncles or male cousins, neighbors, or brothers, especially after that recent What Were You Wearing? Who Violated You story, Stormy Night on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Adult males come out looking horrible. Maybe y'all should stay far away from the children. Sheesh. <laughs> I know. Uh Professor LCA says the official smile of the, of the black test. P.S. If those students... I that, that was elite institutions I like colonizing their minds. You know my opinion officially changes to F them, right? Okay, smile or die on yours. Yeah, like I said, I have no problem with those kids. Um I really don't have any problem with a lot of people defending them and the campaign. Uh I the only thing that bothers me are the people that uh like the person that was defending them and then went at, went in on me. Uh like well you probably like real housewives of Atlanta it's like so you're gonna basically promote the same judgment of black culture as you say you don't wanna be judged for being black mm-hmm. and not being in a in a and being in a predominantly white culture. So that 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 bothered me, but um anyway, uh thank you so much everybody. It's been a fun feedback show. We'll be yes. back tomorrow at ten AM. Yes, sir. Uh same back time, same bat place. Um and um well, uh, uh, I don't think we have any guests booked as of yet, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow anyway. You guys can still enjoy the show as much as we enjoy doing it. So until uh, tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah! Mwah.